Hey guys, it's Lynn right back here with you at Seriously. You can find me here just about every day on anchor.fm front slash seriously or on your favorite podcast. Um, Check me out at Apple Podcasts. Search me up under Seriously Total Health and Wellness. So on today's episode of Let's Talk Ag, I want to ask you guys the question. When you have questions about where your food comes from, who do you ask? Do you ask the the produce manager in your store? Do you ask the guy at uh, the beef counter um, or the meat counter, I should say? You know, where are you finding those answers that you want? It's kind of strange that we don't have that information readily available, don't you? In a world that we're told to ask and to question and to know, when we don't have that information available, we're just kind of blindly walking through this and hoping, right? Well, there are a lot of places that you can get information that I think most people don't realize. Um, There are some great websites there's some great programs. Um, you know, you in California, they have the Ag in the Classroom program. They have field days for kids that can go and go to a farm and learn about where their food comes from. But it's bigger than that. It's so much more than that because I, th- I really truly believe that if we as consumers really knew the whole story of Ag that things would be a little bit different. That things would be, you know, not as bleak. And I got to say that, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, those in ag who are busting their butts, dealing with all the craziness to farm, to provide us with our very basic needs of food and shelter because let's face it you know there is timber for homes uh even the pallets that you have um the steel that's all a basis of agriculture in some form or another the phone that i'm holding is um undoubtedly has animal byproducts everything has a base and i will say this every time to you Agriculture is the one industry that literally has no waste. Now, a cautionary point to that, because I know there's someone right now listening to me and going, oh, uh, let me just tell you right now, I know that there's farmers that are, you know, they're dragging their calves and they're doing this. Okay, first of all, I am here to tell you that 99.9% of the agriculturalists, whether it's row crops or animal agriculture treat their livelihood better than their family. I mean, if you think about it, you're going to take great care and concern with what you're doing. Um, be very honest with you, I have been on the other end of an animal rights activist rant and physical abuse and just going to say um what they were saying didn't make any sense now i 
I love a good interaction with someone who has an opposing view because one, for me, it's an opportunity to learn. I don't think I know everything. I don't think the industry leaders know everything. I, I truly believe there's always something for us to learn. Um, but when the one time this woman was spouting all kinds of shit and then smacked me in the head, yeah, that says love and compassion. Um, and it was all because I was talking about the different uses and byproducts of agriculture. And she said I was wrong. Well, wait a minute. How do you know? How do you know that photographic film didn't have a byproduct of ag? It actually was a byproduct of blood. And how did she know that the foam that is used on the jetways when planes are coming in and they are crashing or there's fires that foam has a basis of animal byproducts and the steel in your car it has to be slowly cooled at a tempered rate that has a base of animal byproducts she didn't want to hear any of that I wasn't trying to hit her with facts and figures and you know I wasn't like beating the USDA banner um I just wanted to share some information with her, some of the unknown information, some of the neat stuff that most people don't know, and she didn't want to hear of it. But I didn't give her the same credence. I wanted to hear what she had to say. But when but when we in the public, when we consumers see those things or hear those things, it gives us a moment of pause to say, well, so if they're saying it, there must be some truth, right? No. I think that's their truth. Is it the real truth? No. It's just how the perception of all livestock is treated. Uh, Case in point, the bucking bull. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite experiences when I was at um, the Fort Worth Stock Show working for an organization called Barn Tours. Um, It was a great program that we traveled all over the United States talking to consumers who would come to the fairs and livestock expositions and they get a tour through the barn but it wasn't about eat meat eat chicken you drink your milk you know that kind of shit it was without chickens did you know blah 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 and without sheep you wouldn't have electricity and do you know why you want a heavy vein system on that dairy cow it looks like a big tubing system the more blood that she's circulating through her body the more blood the more milk that she's producing and on and on all the fun shit that people didn't know all the stuff that being an ag growing up in ag i didn't know but it was such an innovative approach And it reached so many people. But this time in Fort Worth, um, I had this couple. And you'd think when you're in the land of the cowboy, you might know about this kind of stuff, about the rodeo and all this. That's okay. From Coming from California, I was dumbfounded that I actually got this question. 
Now, at this time, I didn't have a real heavy background um, in rodeo. Um, grew up around it, but not not like full intensive knowledge. But my boss, my mentor, Sandra, had explained a lot of these stuff to us because she knew that this question was coming. So this woman in my tour group were walking around, and I, you know, I'd kind of give a plug for the rodeo that night, and this gal goes, "Ugh." bull riding. I guess um, if my husband's testicles were bound up, he'd be kicking like crazy too. And okay, so even back then, this was in my early 20s, I, um, I wasn't really known to have a filter, but I was a little bit nicer than I am now. Well, I'm nice now. Just don't, don't ask certain people. Um, so I was like, I can either take this opportunity to do some explaining or I can just totally blow it off. Now I've seen this happen. I've seen people blow off these hard questions, blow off this, you know, well, you know, those, those poor animals that are getting, you know, the poor cats are getting, you know, roped. Did you know the hide on a steer is at least five to seven times thicker and stronger than our own skin. So you can't actually assimilate the two, but let's get back to bulls balls, shall we? So I was like, all right, game on. Cause truth be told, and I can say this now cause I'm not employed by this organization anymore. This bitch was killing my buzz in my tour. And, um, I gave a great tour Okay, I really gave a great tour. People dug it. I, I would have like people come back the next couple days. And no, I didn't have profanity. I mean, I could give the adult tour, which I did. I had the adult tour. I had the PG tour. I had the family tour. So it was kind of fun. So I said, sir, could you come step in front of the group, please? Now, mind you, there's a good like 15, 20 people on my tour. And the wife's like, ugh, you know, she's getting all bajiggity. It's like, don't get all booty tickled with me, Sister Christian, because if you're going to say something, then I'm going to approach it. So I said, sir, could you bend over, please? Just bend over so, you know, your side profile is facing everybody. And I said, right here is where they put the flank strap. And I said, sir, not to get too personal. And I said, but would your belt, would anything be touching your uh, twig and berries if that rope was put there? He goes, well, no. And I looked at her and I said, ma'am, I said the same thing with these bulls. I said, the utmost care and concerns taken for these animals, whether it's horses, whether it's bulls, it, it just doesn't matter. I said, but nothing is constricted. I said, uh, what has been explained to us is that strap, that rope is, well, if you work out, now mind you, this is back in the 90s, so seriously, Jane Fonda was still like in the know. Um, I said, it's no different than wearing a weight belt. It helps them, as we've been told, to buck out evenly and disperse the, you know, disperse their energy and, and kind of just went on. And she looked at me like I probably had kicked her in the teeth. Um, honestly, I felt like I had just won a trophy. The husband was like, oh, yeah, I totally get it. Uh, everybody in my group was 
totally dumbfounded that that's the real deal. But who could they ask? Who know who who who's telling them this stuff? Uh, I'm sure the subject of uh, constricted bull's balls is not something that you're going to see in a magazine anytime soon. But this is still, even today, even in 2018, that was 1994. 1994 that this conversation happened. 2018, this shit is still happening. So somewhere we're missing the mark. Um... But you got to have those conversations. You got to, you know, if you don't talk, if you don't ask, how are you going to know? Now, I'm not preaching to the choir here. I'm not talking to my, my rodeo peeps. I'm not talking to my ag peeps. I'm talking to everybody else who is consumer, who has questions, who has concerns. This is for you. This is for you to ask the questions. Do you have a question about that? If I don't know, I will damn sure find out. And in the coming weeks, I'm going to have people come on and talk about that stuff. But it's so important to connect because if in 1994 that question was happening and 2018 that question is still happening, what are we not doing? What are we not doing? As consumers, we're not asking questions. We're just blindly following. As um, industry people, we're not giving what the public is asking for. But we have become a nation of lemmings. We just basically accept whatever. And then when the ones who question, and question rather loudly... They become the nuisance. Well, I don't see animal rights activists as nuisance. I see them as the ones who make us think outside the box, make us figure out how to address the issues in a different way. And by listening to them, by cultivating those relationships and information, we can better address those issues. So what are your questions? And trust me, there is no bull's balls being restricted. Holy crap. That's insane. No. Uh, I know for a fact that uh, a good shit ton of those animals are better taken care of than some children I know. I'm just saying. They're getting uh, electromagnetic treatments. They're getting treated just like a professional athlete. And... Their career is maybe a couple minutes long, not hours, not, not being, you know, beaten. Um, so what's your questions? So as always here on Let's Talk Ag, I'm going to be sharing information with you and I want you definitely to ask those questions and never, ever stop searching for the information you want. And I'm always right here for you. That's it for today. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good one.